welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. As always, this is Thor with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So why don't you start us off there, Sasquatch, with our new game announcements? So last year, the small uh, amateur dev team behind Bloodborne, the Bloodborne PSX demake, uh, teased a little April Fool's joke, the Bloodborne cart. They said they were canceling Bloodborne PSX and were making Bloodborne cart instead. Well, it turns out they just kept making Bloodborne cart also, and it's a real little game you can download and play on PC. Um, if you want to launch giants, uh, <clears throat> horrific spiders at your enemies in lieu of green turtle shells in a bloodborne setting, you can download the mod. I don't know. Standalone game and play it. That's hilarious. Rockstar still milking that Grand Theft Auto five decided to launch a paid GTA online subscription called GTA plus. Uh, this is also <laughs> only available for Xbox one, uh, not Xbox one, Xbox S and S as well as the PS five. So not even the audience that, that we get the most money out of because those consoles are a little rarer than the last gen or PC. But here we are. Uh, supposedly it'll give you a little few it'll give you some in-game money to withdraw every month um a couple cars here or there some extra stuff reputation gains you know typical battle pass subscription style stuff you see in games anymore uh apparently call of duty warzone can't have any more maps because install size sizes are fucking crazy <laughs> um shocker so <laughs> Uh, yeah, just so you know, in an interview with Raven Software, um, he said that currently with all of the guns, character models, skins, and everything, more than one map cannot be in the game at a time outside of their small special maps such as Rebirth Island, etc., etc. Um, this came from the question if games would cycle between both the Caldera and Verdance map that it was replaced, but uh, Bridge of Raven Software said it's not currently possible because of the install sizes. Here's a quote from him. We want that. We want all of that. That's a technical problem. The install and, re and reinstall sizes are fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, we lose uh, we lose players. I get it. If I had to download 50 more gigs tomorrow, I just, just gave her dance back. I might install it the next time I want to play. So... Yeah, um, cur currently in the current Warzone, uh, you're not going to get any extra maps. Sony has filed a fresh trademark for the Knack franchise, uh, bringing about people believing that Knack 3 is on the way. This was filed back in March 17th in Japan. Um, so, yeah, uh, Knack 3 is on the way. Um. Postal 4 is getting a release here in April. So if you remember or ever played the old weird ass Postal games, Postal 4 is here. Postal 4, no regrets, will be leaving early access on 420. In news about Diablo Immortal, the uh, famous Blundered Blizzard announced Diablo mobile game. 
Uh, they've decided that players will be able to change classes on the same characters and keep progression. They're going to be leaning into cosmetics and customizations for the mobile game rather than making you replay over and over the same stuff with different characters. So there's a, a score one for them. End Night Games, developer of The Forest, has delayed the sequel until October. Uh, they announced this on Twitter. Uh, they said, hey, everyone, over the past few weeks, we have realized that our May 2022 release date for Sons of the Forest was overly ambitious to be able to deliver our vision of the next step in survival games. We've decided to move our release date back to October 2022. They uh, they also included some really realistic flesh eating videos on this tweet. So you can check that out if you want. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel has been delayed until spring of 2023. So it's about a six month delay we're getting. If you're looking forward to the sequel of Breath of the Wild, you got a bit longer to wait. No other news was released by Nintendo, um, but they did release a little trade same time for it. Diablo 4 will have five major regions in the game, as well as hundreds of gothic-themed dungeons to delve into and dive into. Um, three Tuesdays ago, three Tuesdays, three, two Tuesdays ago, Blizzard did a little presser quarterly update on Diablo 4's development, and this was mostly what they had to talk about. And I quote, the world of Diablo 4 is incredibly large, utilizing numerous unique tile sets to cover all the various zones, biomes, and cultures. In order to create so much high-quality content, we found clever ways to reuse our tile sets and add enough variety to cover 150-plus dungeons, all while providing fresh experiences each time. One way we can do that is by dressing up tile sets with various themes. The next dungeon is hidden druid resting site overrun with demons. As you travel through the dungeon, you'll see that it's covered with many druidic cultural items, such as talismans and charms. Uh, they showcased a few of these in their little quarterly update on the game. So if you want to check them out, well, just have to find the video. It's on YouTube. Please tell me it doesn't just look like obvious palette swapping. It does not look like obvious <sighs> palette swapping. Woo. Okay. Seems like Microsoft accidentally released ray tracing on Minecraft on the Xbox Series X and X, X and S. And uh, then they removed it because apparently it was an accident. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, the game ran fine, but then they pulled it back. Uh, so it was probably accidentally released ahead of an actual update it was supposed to be involved in. Riot Games has hired entire teams to port their uh, first-person team-based hero shooter, Valorant, to consoles. Mm. PS5 and PS4 versions are currently in development, as well as versions for the Xbox Series XS and One. Crossplay? Oh, man, dude. Consoles would be murdered. <laughs> it's, uh... It's not like Call of Duty. It's a very, very much like CSGO. I haven't played that either. Uh, How much like CSS is CSGO? Uh, better. That's about it. Better engine. 
it's super hardcore shooter, pretty much. I meant like the like gameplay is gameplay basically the same as it oh, yeah. was on Source. Oh yeah. Okay. It's it's still all the way back to like you know one point five and stuff. It's pretty yeah, much I, the same across there. Anyway, I was just trying to. I haven't played Go, but I've played Source and uh, what was it one point six? They had 1.5, 1.6, Condition 0, Source, and Go, currently. Developers Heart Machine, uh, the developers behind Hyperlight Drifter, announce and reveal the 3D co-op successor, Hyperlight Breaker. Um, Hyperlight Drifter came out in 2016 and was uh, a really fun top-down 2D roguelite action game and so they just revealed hyperlight breaker in a full 3d environment with co-op capability nice ron gilbert original designer of the first two monkey island games monkey uh, has uh, announced return to monkey island um it is an actual sequel to monkey island 2 where the third game is not considered one and so if you're a fan of the old school point and click adventures well you got one you got one on the way ron gilbert and dave grossman are returning and uh as well as the same voice actor of Guybrush Threepwood, Dominic Armato. So, if you're if you're a fan of the uh, old old, pretty much progenitors of the point and click adventure style games, the ones that at least made them big, Return to Monkey Island is on the way. Ubisoft is working on a PvPVE shooter that will feature four teams battling each other as well as AI enemies on a concentric map. Um, this comes after they scrapped their Battle Royale shooter, Hyperspace, on which is closing on April 28th. Uh, it seems like they are reusing the engine and the ideas in this PvPVE shooter going to be more in terms of what you see with like Escape from Tarkov or Hunt the Showdown. Ubisoft has also announced Rainbow Six Mobile. It's going to be bringing the core gameplay of Rainbow Six Siege to mobile devices. Um, you can sign up now as well to uh, get updates on its release date as well as access to its early stages of beta on your Android or iOS device. Remedy and Rockstar Games have announced Max Payne 1 and Max Payne 2 will be getting remakes for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Don't know why they left out the S there. There it is. Um, these are going to be full remakes of the original Max Payne and Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne. Um, so, yeah, Remedy is working with uh, Rockstar under a new publishing agreement to remake these games specifically. So, if you're a fan of the old school shooters, well, here they are. And Assassin's Creed characters are coming to Fortnite. Well, Fortnite is just literally everything at this point. Um, Ezio or Ivor will be available to purchase and play as skins. Also, and from now through, what was this, April 23rd? Because, yeah, Lyndon, you were right. Or Docs, sorry, Docs. Um, this article is awful to look through. But Black Desert Online, the action MMORPG, is going to be free on Steam to pick up and 
the game is yours to keep April 13th. So you got one more week to grab that. Also, apparently Epic Games and Lego are working together to create a child safe metaverse space. This is terrifying. Concern, much concern. <laughs> the announcement states that, quote, the two companies will team up to build an immersive, creatively inspiring and ga- engaging digital experience for kids of all ages to enjoy together. A few bullet points of this announcement was that they want to protect children's right to play by making safety and well-being a priority. Safeguard children's privacy by putting their best interests first and empower children and adults with tools that give them control over digital experience. So expensive microtransactions, but if if I'm going to guess between Lego and Epic Games. Mm -hmm. And Hassan Karaman, the uh, director of the indie game Abandon, has been, you know, which has been through quite a few things of you know, being labeled as a Metal Gear Solid remake um, announced that the pro- there's going to be a prologue for Abandon and it's going to be a whole separate game you'll be able to purchase much like and purchase and play through much like, <laughs> ironically enough, uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes was for Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, he did put out a statement saying that these will this would be a separate prologue game. It's not a demo. It's an entire standalone game. So yeah, there you go. Look for <laughs> you can look forward to more news on this game. Um, but they've been really tight lipped about it. And that is all I ha- <clears throat> that is all I have. Uh how about the uh the legal debacles and controversies, all that good stuff? Well, Microsoft will not block a potential Activision Blizzard union. Um, So if the employees do unionize while still not under the ownership of Microsoft, Microsoft will allow them to keep unionizing and keep the unions. They said they will not stand in the way if a union were to be recognized. Good on them. Seven members of the Lapsus group, the hackers group who attacked Ubisoft, EA, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and I believe Samsung, have been arrested. Um, This is believed to be the core group of Lapsus, and they are now arrested across Europe, Germany, and the United States. is not happy with YouTube. They are blasting YouTube's takedown system in a lawsuit where users on the platform are copyright claiming Destiny 2 videos on Bungie's channel and getting them taken down. YouTube's takedown policies have been pretty bad for a while. It's true. Yeah. Just might actually get something done about it. That'd be interesting. Uh, Loop Heroes developers, Four Quarters, have decided that since they are a Russian studio, that if people want their game, buyers should help raise the pilot, the pirate flag for any users in Russia. They still want their game out there, and their uh, publisher, Devolver, fully supports them in this initiative. And a quote from them is Devolver Digital fully supports four quarters as they navigate this incredibly difficult period. We've been communicating consistently with the team to help them whenever possible. And we're alerted to the statement ahead of time, which we back 100 percent. 
Meanwhile, Wargaming, the developers behind World of Tanks and World of Warships, has decided to pull out of Russia and its home nation of Belarus after the invasion of Ukraine and Belarus's complicitness in allowing Russia to stage their invasion from their country. They've decided to move their core offices out of the country. Also, Overwatch has uh, Blizzard and Blizzard has removed the Russian symbolism from all Zarya skins in Overwatch as well, as everything Russian just seems to be being removed from everywhere. Epic Games is getting hit with another lawsuit over Fortnite dance moves. Choreographer Kyle Hanagami claims that Epic stole the intro to a dance emote directly from his... Um, copyrighted choreographered dance it's a really difficult situation if it's considered choreography you can copyright bodily movements as a dance and when side by side they are literally exactly the same thing down to finger hand movements and foot twists Ooh. so oh that's yeah. bad good luck epic like how hard would it be for epic to you know, reach out to these people they want to use the dance moves of and be like, hey, we have all this money. Do you want some to let us use your dance and yeah, promote be, you in our game? They'd be like, stoked. And it wouldn't even take that much, relatively speaking. Like, sheesh. The problem is there's just probably like animators who are just like, oh, cool, let, let's do that. They'll never know. Well, like, until I mean, they do. It's just stupid. <laughs> until they do. Relatively speaking, if you think about like, Assassin's Creed is coming to Fortnite, right? So how much money have they dumped in for that crossover? You know what I mean? Versus the like pennies they would have to pay to this choreographer to use that dance. It's just silly. Well, to be and then, fair, and then they the could also, of, you know, they, they sell these emotes. They could, you know, give them a cut of the profit. Yeah, just a royalty. Yeah, the thing is with like the crossover skins, it's more of product placement. So it's probably cheaper and they're just getting cuts of it or they're actually paying to have their skins put in the game and then are getting cuts of what's sold. Whereas something like this is just straight up stolen from the dude's YouTube channel. Yeah, that's just. Um... Despicable. In other news, Sony has nuked a PlayStation Now deal where um, gamers were able to save on the new $119 PlayStation Plus premium tier. Um, they have completely taken down the upgrade page, and now users are met with an entire error when they visit the page. Um, being access denied, you don't have permission to access long-ass HTML on this server, and then a reference number and an error code. I mean, that's really not surprising. Yeah, they were uh, they were saving ninety nine dollars. Yeah, by using like, this, and understandably, Sony has nuked the loophole. And like, I I was like reading posts about it where people were doing like they, there was no cap on this, so people were doing it like ten times and getting like ten years of premium for like dirt cheap and like it. People were abusing the absolute shit out of this. It's no wonder they jumped on it within like hours. Oh yeah. yeah. In movie news, something that snuck into our legal debacles, Warner Brothers is looking to pause all future projects of the Flash star 
Urza Miller. He was recently arrested in Hawaii for domestic for a domestic dispute with a couple. He reportedly stole a microphone from a man's wife and then insulted the man while he played darts at a karaoke bar. Uh, he then, <laughs> he then Wait, violated no, a no, restraining order. Go back. What? He's what? There's got to be more to the. I want. What was the events before he stole a microphone? There had to be something leading up to this. Just some sort of argument. <laughs> what the fuck? So he grabs the mic away from this man's wife who's singing, <laughs> uh, yes. assumedly. Yes. To talk shit about this guy while he's playing darts. Yes. This is. <laughs> I want to know what led up to this. This is after another altercation between Miller and the couple, and they filed a temporary restraining order while they were in Hawaii. But but why? So he violated the order to do this. Oh my god! Does it say what the restraining order originally was for? Nope. Just another oh, altercation. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! <laughs> And these are names I cannot fucking pronounce. Uh, <laughs> Stoyan Kojakrov and his wife, Nigel Hayes? <laughs> Nigel Hayes? I don't know. <laughs> Stoyan and Hayes, the first name of the man and the last name of the woman I could pronounce. The other names, whoa. Oh my god. Yep, but he was arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment this time through. And so Warner Brothers has decided they're going to pause all future projects of his um, after the <laughs> you know flash releases next year. <laughs> and that is all that news I got. So Uncle Head... I thought I'd save the best for life there. That, that was the best good. for last. I'll go ahead and start us out on our uh, industry news because I have that. I think it's what I have the most of this week. Quite a bit to unwrap. Um, obviously, we have the announcement now for the PlayStation PlayStation Plus tiers, um, and I've got lots of info on that. Before I dig into that, <clears throat> our current PlayStation Plus lineup for April is going to be Hood, Outlaws, and Legends for PS5 and PS4, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated for PS4, and Slay the Spire for PS4. That's a good one. Those are out right now. So if you have PS Plus, make sure you go add them to your library. Remember, even if you don't have room to download them, you can still go add them to your library so that you can download them later. So let's talk about this uh, PS Plus. I know this was announced a little bit ago and we because we skipped a week, but there's quite a bit to unpack here still. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. I'll, I'll start by breaking down their official announcement and what Sony themselves on blog.playstation.com um, has laid out for their different tiers. So our first tier is PlayStation Plus Essential. Um, this is pretty much just PS Plus as is. Uh, the same exact benefits as PlayStation Plus. Um, two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for same saved games, online ac multiplayer access. Um, 
there's literally just no changes from the existing PlayStation Plus to PlayStation Plus Essential. It's just a rename. <clears throat> and the price uh, is going to remain the same. $10 monthly, $60 yearly, or $30 yearly if you're smart and you buy a card every Black Friday like I do. PlayStation Plus Extra is going to be the next tier. This is going to be for $5 a month more if you purchase bi-monthly um, or $40 a year more if you purchase bi-yearly. Uh, there's also quarterly options for those that for some reason would buy quarterly instead of yearly if you're going to go that route. Um, so PlayStation Plus Extra, the middle tier, provides obviously all the benefits from the previous tier as well as, quote, adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS Plus and PS or PS geez, PS4 and PS5 games including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners games in the extra tier are downloadable for play um, they have confirmed that this will not include day one exclusives uh, most of these blockbuster quote unquote hits will be games that are at least a year old. Um, they have confirmed some PS5 games that are going to be on there that were PS5 launch games. So those, you know, are quite a year old, but some of them are almost there. So it's, it's, you know, these quote unquote blockbuster hits, they're going to be still a year old, two years old. <clears throat> so you won't get any on launch, um, but it's not that much of a wait. It's not a big deal for me, but I'm not one of those huge like play everything day one people anyways. Um, PlayStation Plus Premium, which is going to be their top tier, will be $8 a month or sorry, uh, $18 a month, which is $8 a month more than standard PlayStation Plus, just under double the price, uh, and $3 a month more than PlayStation Plus Extra, uh, also coming in at $120 a year, which is $20 more than the yearly for PS Plus Extra, and again, double the yearly cost of just the normal PS Plus Essential. <laughs> With PlayStation Plus Premium, again, all the benefits from the previous two tiers, as well as, quote, adding up to 340 additional games that include PS3 games available via cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tier markets. In other words, um, all of those ones that you can download, you can just stream to save room uh, on your hard drive. And limited time game trials will also be offered in this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy. These are likely to be the the you know newer newer games within the last year. Um, in other words, this is basically just adding PS Now and PS Plus together, and then also including a. Uh, classic games so it's it's ps plus plus ps now with like nintendo online benefits um with their classic emulators which all i i'm all in for i mean for an extra three bucks over the extra um to get you know a catalog of playstation one through two games that's going to be pretty cool 
Um, I, I mean, it's neat. The cloud, the cloud streaming is cool, but I could take that or leave it. It's mostly the classic games that I'm wanting to grab up. Um, yeah, that, that there are, there are some classic games I would yeah. like to replay or play for a first time. Yeah. And, and I mean, I get that like, it, you know, when people are comparing it to Xbox, I get that it doesn't have the day one exclusives, but as far as I recall, it's actually the price point is still, a little bit better so it's you know it's 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 you're not getting day one exclusives or some of the other things people were really wanting but it's also fairly reasonably priced and that even the highest tier isn't isn't even double um the lowest tier so it's, you know it's eight dollars more so 18 bucks a month uh, or 120 a year i'm assuming you'll still be able to grab good black friday deals and probably snag this for like 80 bucks a year or if you were lucky and you know got it for dirt cheap a little bit ago um you could do that too because if you have ps now uh, that'll automatically give you ps plus premium so any ps now that you have when this rolls over in june becomes ps plus premium if you have ps plus that becomes ps plus essential they haven't given any details on like upgrading like for me i think i have like two years stacked of ps plus so i don't know how i'll be able to go about upgrading that if i'll just have to pay a stack amount for the full two years or if i can like roll those two years into like a year and two months of ps premium instead i'm sure there'll be offers like that out there and they'll put more details like that out um but yeah, that's going to be what's available. Um, I'm I'm satisfied with it. I think um, their price point for what you're getting is really really makes it worth it. Yeah, there's some things that I'd still like to have had from it, um, but I was honestly expecting the price points to go ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. So I'm I'm happy with where their price points hit. Um, and again, PS Now members will be upgraded to PS Plus Premium at no extra cost, which a lot of people got some benefit out of. Um, let's see. Um, I thought there is. Oh, uh, I thought there was something else with PS Plus, but it's not quite related. Uh, one more thing, kind of related to the PS Plus. Uh, the PS Plus Collection is going to be losing a game, and this was always known as a possibility. Um, so Persona 5, which is currently available in the PS Plus collection, will be leaving soon. Now, like any other game you acquire through PlayStation Plus, if you add this to your library, you still have it forever or, you know, for as long as you have PlayStation Plus, including if you resubscribe. But the ability to add it to your library is going to go away. So make sure if you have a PS5 and PS Plus that you go and add that to your library uh, so you can access it after it's removed. Because it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, And I think that's all I've got for um my end on industry news what have you got sasquatch doc you have anything oh. here i do not have anything here i've got a uh what is it a favorite game update and a few more interesting headlines entry all right well 
Activision Blizzard is converting over 1,000 Q&A workers to full-time employees. Uh, the minimum hourly wages for these employees will be increased, as well as with one notable exception to all of this. Um, this is neat. This is just under 1,100 people. They will be converted oh. from contractors to full employees on July 1st. Oh, so they're the not changing wage. like positions or nature, just just employment status. Yes. Oh, their okay. minimum wage will be increased to $20, as well as the employees will be receiving full company benefits and be eligible for its bonus plan. Ooh. So hush money. Here is... I'm just... Um, I mean, everyone has a price. The price, the price, the hush to get paid more while playing video games and testing them is probably lower than uh, other things. Yeah. Quote, across Activision Blizzard, we are bringing more content to players across our franchises than ever before. As a result, we are refining how our teams work together to develop our games and deliver the best possible experiences for our players. We have ambitious plans for the future, and our quality assurance team members are a critical part of the development efforts. True. Um, so this is a little bit of good news coming out of Activision Blizzard recently. Saudi Arabia now owns 96% of SNK. Um, the developer behind popular fighting game franchise, The King of Fighters, is now mostly owned by the Saudi prince Mohammed bin Sol Salman. Um, their previous stake was 33%, and he bought up the he bought up 63% more back in February, the day um around the time king of fighters 15 launched so yeah not super happy about that there is a country now that owns most of a developer uh why are you not super happy about that oh you know uh dudes committed war crimes but oh i mean you got a long list there of not people not to be happy about then i mean there are a lot of people i'm not happy about yeah like a significant portion of people I am not happy about. Uh, Jeff Ross, former director of da the game Days Gone, is moving to Crystal Dynamics, the developer behind the Tomb, the new Tomb Raider reboots. Um, he said he is. He said, I am excited to announce I now work at the amazing Crystal Dynamics as design director. That's all I can say other than I'm thrilled with the project and especially the team of really wonderful people. Um, he never mentioned what he was working on, but knowing it's Crystal Dynamics, it's it's probably a new Tomb Raider game because that's what they do outside of a few failed things. Um, yeah, uh, though, he could also have been bought on to try to salvage the Perfect Dark reboot as well, since their previous director left from the project. But yeah, back in 2020, Ross left Sony when Sony decided not to greenlight a sequel to Days Gone. So yeah, uh, this really caused a problem with Sony Ben's upper management. The entire studio lost a lot of employees at that time. So he moved on and is officially now working at Crystal Dynamics. Speaking of Sony and upsetting people, Sony PlayStation has laid off its entire sales and merchandising staff. Hmm. Um, this is moving towards more of a direct social media approach to advertising and word of mouth. Uh, so a lot of people out of a job there. F. 
Xbox Games Pass will be getting a family plan here soon. Up to five players can share a subscription plan at a special rate, a discounted rate as opposed to everyone paying their own. Um, And a spokesperson from Microsoft did say, quote, we are always looking for ways to improve the Game Pass experience and add more value for members, which includes regularly testing and refining features based on community feedback. However, we have nothing else to announce at this time. So I'm guessing that that Xbox doesn't give gold to anyone using the console of someone with gold like PlayStation does then. No. Okay. Yeah, because PlayStation, like since I've got PS Plus, anyone that plays on my console essentially has PS Plus. You could come over and log into my console and and you could do anything I could do is because it's my it's my primary console. I can only have one primary PS4 and one primary PS5, but it, essentially, my PS Plus is those consoles PS Plus, and anyone that uses them has access to it. But it does still follow me, so I could use someone's PS5 that doesn't have PS Plus, and I would still have my PS Plus on that one. So it follows me and my primary consoles. So that's I I can that's really useful if you have like if you want it for everyone in your household. But I can see where the family plans have their own use. Two, they're not useful to me, but I can see where for other people they would be. Yeah, this is more for people who have multiple consoles. Everyone's doing their mm. own thing on a different console, etc. Yeah. E3 2022, both the digital and physical variants have been canceled. And the ESA has Called confirmed it. this cancellation. Um, honestly, I thought last year's all digital one wasn't bad. I thought it was a good resurgence for it, but, uh, yeah, it rip. E3's dead. I've been saying it for a long time now. Xbox has, unve- <laughs> Xbox has unveiled an entire new division within the gaming company, the cloud gaming organization. This new division is going to be focused entirely on cloud native games. Um, so they're really they're really diving into what their X cloud is capable of and bringing the Xbox experience to whatever device can run it. So anything that can support like an edge browser, pretty much phones. Steam decks, computers, other mobile handheld gaming computers. Um, Yeah. So while noting that it is still a relatively young technology, the cloud gaming organization is looking to invest in its look, looking to invest in it now while waiting for its further development, hoping to develop along the way as more and more technology becomes available and to be able to be utilized by the platform. And that is all I have. All right. Well, the last article I had was, you know, before (laughs) the PlayStation uh, service was announced. Well, that should uh, transition us pretty good. That should that should transition us pretty well into uh, our tech news. A couple of things that I had on that note. And by the way, that that Razor Hypersense suit was an April Fool's joke. Uh, if you're wondering, yep. Um, yep. I, I watched it and I realized immediately. <laughs> so, um, uh, one cool thing on here, you should appreciate this doc. Um, the dual sense was recently just voted the best console controller of all time. And this was a, uh, player based popular vote. So it's, uh, so yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I love the dual sense. It is an amazing controller. 
Um, I, I love it, and I don't even get to use all the features of it yet. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. <clears throat> I was really skeptical at first too, if you recall. So I'm I'm really happy yeah. with it. I'm super stoked. Um, also there have been several exploits found, um, in browsers recently, make sure to update your browser like yesterday, if you haven't already. And this, this article I posted focuses really heavily on Chrome for some reason, but this is something that hit all browsers. Um, edge was the first to correct it Chrome right behind it. Um, but th like, this is bad. There's a lot of security loopholes. Most brought by now, by time of release of this podcast now, uh, most modern browsers have fixed this. So if you see an update waiting in your browser, like hit that right now uh, because there's some important security updates due to, I think, like over a dozen uh, uh, security protocols that needed upgrading, updating. Um, so, yeah, update your browser. Uh, that's all I've got for tech news. What do you got, Sasquatch? Did he die? Oh, okay. I was, I was gonna say, did my internet die? So it's not me. Okay. My my headset died. Uh. Welcome back. <laughs> um, AMD has confirmed its GPU drivers are in fact overclocking CPUs without asking for permission. Um, the Radeon uh, adrenaline uh, drivers are the cause of this. Um, they did confirm this, which was just suspected by users, and they said, "quote." We are aware of an issue in the AMD software suite that is adjusting certain AMD processor settings for some users. We are investigating the issue and will share more information as soon as we're able. Um, so, yeah, just be careful and <laughs> I'll watch your systems if you're using Radeon Adrenaline. Engineers are checking out how Honey might be able to make cooler, more efficient, biodegradable computer chips. Mm. And this is in the field of neuromorphic computing. Research there's engineers. A, interesting. There's What's a dude that? on YouTube who's been doing a lot of goofy videos where he tests out different substances in place of uh, thermal paste. Yeah. I wonder if this is something he discovered by accident while doing that. Well, research engineers from WSU's School of Engineering and Computer Science, that's right down the road for me, Fang hey, Zhao hey. and Brandon Sueco, first processed honey into a solid and then jammed it between two electrodes <laughs> um, using a structure designed similar to that of a human synapse. Um, these are known as murmuristers and are proficient at learning and retaining information just like human neurons. God, I love so by students. mimicking some functions in the brain, these murmurs can work efficiently processing and storing data using neuromorphic computing techniques. I have no fucking idea what I just read. This is, I feel that. This is just awesome. Though. I love engineering students. This is, um, this is Neuromorphic bonkers. computing is not a new thing. IBM and Intel have chips that make use of this sort of brain-like structure already. Um, and they're hoping that this continues with its potential to replace the Von Neumann architecture that most computer systems currently use today and all of their chips. And they're hoping that uh, the honey is a very eco-friendly way and efficient way to do this. So the chips are also biodegradable um, while current chips are non-renewable. Um, honey does not we, spoil. 
I did not know that. It has a very low mm -hmm. moisture concentration, so bacteria cannot survive in it. This means that computer chips will be very stable and very reliable for a very long time. Uh, so, yeah, this Save is the uh, fucking bees. Currently, each memristor is the size of a human hair, though uh, Zhao's team is currently planning to try to move it from a micro scale down to a nano scale, making the memristors one one thousandth that size. Uh, so these can be very, very compact and dense chips. So that is that is huge. Yeah, maybe if this like explodes, we can get some more, some more money thrown at, at saving bees since, you know, they can help save. Well, who knows? Because it turns out aloe vera is also good at it. So honey and aloe vera are both being used in some uh, <laughs> engineering feats to create biodegradable, extremely small and dense chips. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I mean, honey is being used, and you know, when as soon as we can turn things profitable, especially into technology, then people like to invest money in it a little more readily. So, Unreal Engine Five has officially launched. It has left its preview phase and has oh, entered into full release as of two days ago. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, there are many in-progress games using Unreal, such as Stalker 2, the next Tomb Raider game. Um, these are all using the new UE5 engine. Uh, so, yeah, the tech behind the UE5 engine has been fantastic. Their dynamic lighting system, it just looks great. Everything I've seen from the engine looks fantastic. Even just, like, shitty stuff done in the preview engine with purchased with like generic purchase assets thrown into a world, it has looked phenomenal. So now with it out in uh, the wild at a full release, everybody has it. Epic did say through a spokesperson, quote, with this release, we aim to empower both large and small teams to really push the boundaries of what's possible visually and interactively. Do you know if they're still using C++ behind five? Um, I do not because most development in five is done through like even in four, it's done through their weird like plug yeah, and play I, system. I know it, like it, you it, can get in and do stuff on your own, but there's really just not a need for anyone to do that because Epic like this is the only thing I like Epic for is like how they made the Unreal Engine work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just um it it's the reason I ask is because this base language is important because um, in my program, we teach game design and we teach Unity instead of Unreal Engine simply because – and this is kind of an administrative decision. It makes sense. I get what you're saying, but on paper, um, we teach C Sharp in our program instead of C++, and Unity is backed by C Sharp, where Unreal, at least Unreal 4, is backed by C++. So whether or not you utilize it on paper, that's the language backing it, and so the TAC is always going to want to go with the technology backed by the language that – is you know taught there well, so it's here you go um a quick cursory search has said that c++ is the text language yeah, for Unreal 5 and it's everything behind the blueprint pretty much what um, i figured yeah boo i mean not boo it's c++ is fine it's just i'd 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 be able to pay a lot more attention to unreal which i prefer development in as opposed to unity if i if that were the case so um, Steam you Deck has to teach it. Huh? That's that's what it boils down to. You wanted to teach Unreal Five. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, you, nothing's stopping you but you. I mean, I, I still do workshops. I, I do workshops for Unreal, but I, I can't put them into the actual, like, curriculum. So anyways, I, I'm digressing. Where was I? Oh, here we are. The Lutris Game Manager and Open Source Library Manager has launched on Steam Deck. It is a Linux-based application which pulls every single possible gaming library you can think of into one single library, be it Steam, Epic Launcher, etc. Um, it is now live on the Steam Deck, so you can stop having to open up as many programs on your Steam Deck. Uh, apparently, Elon Musk bought $3.5 billion of Twitter stock and has joined their board of directors, and he's deciding to make an edit button. So now, when you type out like a four-threaded tweet and you make one little tiny typo, you don't have to delete everything again. Intel's Arc A-Series desktop GPU has been officially revealed in design, and they are releasing a limited edition GPU this summer, um, like every single GPU manufacturer does. Um, this is the equivalent of like a Founders Division edition from NVIDIA or a reference design from AMD. So, yep, here we go. Uh, these are pretty standard pretty standard GPUs. Um, they are slightly cheaper than either NVIDIA or AMD. They are a more, what's the word, budget gaming desktop. Um, at the highest end, they're about like a 3070 or an RX 6700 6, XT grade. So, I mean, they're not bad and more GPUs in the market definitely doesn't hurt. They do support standard DX12 Ultimate, et cetera, et cetera. So. Uh, apparently, in addition to fast load times for your games, Microsoft's direct storage can help free up your CPU while gaming. No longer will your CPU have to struggle through helping load everything and manage everything in your games. Direct storage will apparently do that for you and free up some of your CPU's processing power. Intel and Micron are pushing hard for the U.S. government to provide some subsidies to help boost semiconductor manufacturing within the states themselves. This is on the heel of everything happening with Russia and Ukraine, as well as the locked down country of China, where we currently get most of our semiconductor chips. Um, so in a combined effort, Intel and Micron are pushing for these subsidies to help increase the chip manufacturing here in the States, lowering the chip shortage elsewhere as well. This is supposedly supposed to help these computer market as well as automakers who are also better than the CPU market. Now, I, I, I'm not as savvy on hardware anymore since I kind of tunnel vision software. So forgive me if this is a stupid question, but uh, it I will the the micro the the biodegradable there's no such thing as a stupid question only stupid people that's um okay uh that's fairish <laughs> um but will the will the like honey and aloe vera chips help alleviate the semiconductor problem probably um, they... not soon as we want yeah mm. they can but they're still a little big they do want to shrink them down a bit more and there's still quite a bit of testing needed on those it was just a large breakthrough in the entire 
uh, neuromorphic chip design space. Mm-hmm. And for the I record, the word. <laughs> if you want a clever way to word it, uh, as a teacher, I usually like to say there's no stupid questions, just very, very out of place questions. <laughs> I don't know. There are definitely stupid questions. That's yeah. That's just my really, really politically correct way of saying there's definitely fucking stupid questions. Um. Well, anyone else have any new uh, movies? Anything else, or is that just me this week? Um. Well, if you somehow missed uh, Chris Rock getting smacked by Will Smith, that happened. Well, I mean, I had to care first. (laughs) I, I the. The memes were great, but that's about it. Absolutely I didn't. I would not even know the Oscars were happening if happening if not for that. Same. Definitely the same. Well, the Oscars are dying. <laughs> good. Love Probably. Well, Amazon's Fallout TV series adds the voice actress as a voice actress from the Arcane series on Netflix, Ella Purnell. Uh, Ella Purnell is the voice of Jinx in the League of Legends animated series and also stars in Yellow Jackets and Star Trek Prodigy. So they've added yet another character to the Fallout series, and this is so far the second one that's been confirmed uh, alongside Walter uh, Walton. That's all of it. Hmm. All right. So oh. y'all have a couple interesting things, right? Yeah. What do you got over in our uh, favorite game updates there, Doc? Uh, what do we got here? Uh, there is a limited time Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl event where you can unlock the mythical Pokemon Darkrai. Um, all you have to do is open the game between April 1st and May 1st and get the uh, the mystery gift from the Internet. And then you'll get a little quest to go uh, get the Pokemon. Nice. You also have to, like, beat the game. So, yeah, if you if you if you just started, get the item, but don't expect it till post game. It is intended as post-game content. Mm-hmm. That's all. Over I on over on my end, um, a soon-to-be dad who is now a dad brought an entire his entire gaming setup to a hospital uh, to help wait out the time while his wife was in labor. Uh, his wife recorded the video to TikTok while he sat there playing on his little gaming monitor. Uh, what appears to be, of all things, oh God, Fortnite. Ugh. <laughs> Which recently uh, started a paid channel boost where people can pay to put their channel on the front page. And then immediately they revoked access to it after people were paying to uh, boost channels, showing porn on the front page of Twitch. Of course, Um, this is a terrible idea. So I don't know what they were expecting. Um, Back in October 2021 last year, Twitch began testing this new features that allowed them to pay to put their channel on the front page. And so people were creating new accounts and (laughs) just putting porn on them and pushing them to the front page. 
That's speaking, hilarious. Speaking think- of porn, um, Nintendo decided to promote Switch Sports on Twitter, and Twitter had an entire other fun, porny idea. So, people started making Switch Sports porn. Nice. So, oh, okay, nice. Just as a side note, um, Unreal 5, not nearly as large as I was kind of expecting it to be. It's only like three gigs larger than 4.26. Yeah. I, was, I was expecting a much more massive um, hit to my hard drive. <clears throat> but I am now installing Unreal Engine 5, and I'm going to try diving into it this weekend, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so beyond that, though, I also have some updates uh, for our favorite games and such. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin has received its first patch, patch 1.02. 1.01 was technically launched since it was its like post-demo patch. Um, <clears throat> so it's pretty small. It introduces some bug fixes and some performance uh, improvements. Um, including, um, including apparently, um, some controller issues. Um, doc, did you, did you, um, ever confirm if your controller, your your controller's working now, right? For PC port? Yes, but only when plugged in. Okay. Plug the controller and I can't do it wireless for some reason. Okay. But at least it's working now. But I also did confirm that if you try to launch the game through Steam, uh, before it boots you out for trying to launch the game through Steam, it does recognize the controllers. So uh, okay. it'll work on Steam, I guess. Mm. Confirmed. Well, that's good. It's something. Um, over in the world of RuneScape, we uh, have... Elder God Wars Extinction finally released, the newest Grandmaster quest. Um, For those who want to kind of lead up properly, um, for for those unfamiliar, uh, a lot of RuneScape uh, large, like, Grandmaster quests, they don't have really quest requirements of other quests you have to do first. They just recommend that you do them first to get the most out of the story experience. So the recommended path is to complete One of a Kind, Children of Ma, Sliske's Endgame, um, Sins of the Father, Vault of the Shadows, um, Eye of Het 1 and 2, City of Sentiston, and Battle of the Monolith. So, um, and I would, yeah, as someone following this quest line, like, I think it would be silly if you didn't. I think it's silly that they didn't just make at least. Oh, and um, Zazandara's quest, which that and City of Sintistan, like, it seems to me s- silly for those to not just be. Oh, no. OK, those are hard requirements. Never mind those um, and the needle skips and you are it are hard requirements, not recommendations. Um, one of a kind. Children of Moss. Let's gaze end game. Um, are recommended and sins of the father. Um, but yeah, most of the time, if they recommend you do a quest first, it's good to do it to get the full kind of storyline. Um, and sometimes there's some interactions in the quest that will only be available if you've done those quests. So I usually recommend it. Um, kind of going back over to our Pokemon on Pokemon Go, Niantic has actually come out and provided answers to. Some of the community's questions, um, particularly about community 
uh, community day changes. Um, so recently they've started rolling back some of the changes, things like incense, which used to be popping every minute. Now it's popping once every five minutes, uh, unless you're moving, um, which was back to what it was. Um, and they've, they've clarified this, uh, in a quote, um, a representative from Niantic said that we're trying to encourage players to follow local guidelines and regulations, um, but to make those decisions themselves. They don't want to be any kind of uh, uh, force behind any of those restrictions or regulations anymore. Um, so they reiterated that the three core pillars, quote, of Pokemon Go are first, exploration, second is exercise, and third is real-world social interactions. Uh, in terms of what we gain, it's really intended to lean into that. So it's basically um, they've, they've said that the reason they're yanking all these away is to reinstill that they want people to go out and use Pokemon Go as originally intended, and they don't want it to be playable – uh, like on a routine basis from your couch, uh, as they said, um, which I mean, there's a lot of complex issues into that, but it, it is what it is. Uh, I don't think they're going to change it back. So their changes to rural environments have been permanent, and I'm thankful at least for that. Um over in the world of Final Fantasy XIV, we have some new information on patch 6.1, which will be coming this Tuesday. So just a few days from now, um, April 12th, we will have the release of patch 6.1. And on that note, don't forget about your seasonal tombstones. Remember, those need to be turned in and exchanged before maintenance on Tuesday. Um so as a reminder of some of the things coming, um, I'm just going to go ahead and give a spoiler alert warning because I think some of these topics are, are probably going to be a little bit of spoiler. If not for Endwalker, then at least for some of the other expansions. So, um, yeah, be warned. Spoilers incoming in three two one so new found adventure is going to be our new msq um and it sounds like we're finally going to look into traveling to other stars much to the excite of sasquatch i'm sure um Yee. i'm still really hopeful that we'll visit the southern continent but i think there's i think we're gonna have kind of a wide offering of things so there's i, I believe so there's I room for both of us to be right easily especially after what was alluded to first yeah. I think the Southern Continent will be first, and they're just setting up the next expansion that's, with little tidbits like they always do. That's what I'm kind of starting to think. I think that the Southern Continent will be the focus of like 6.1 through 6.5, right? Like our post game is going to focus around it, and then maybe to a new star in the expansion. Or vice the versa. The we go to, the, to other stars is because of something we're going to find in the Southern Continent. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or something that they've like, you know, we go there and they've discovered, yeah, some technology or some resource we don't have. But um, I'm excited to see what unfolds. Um, some new challenges. We have the Minstrel's Ballad for Ensinger. Um, So if you want to uh, 
get into some new extreme trials. You have that available, and that's going to, of course, come with the uh, advent of new mounts and minions as well. So uh, Mount Hunters Rejoice, the extreme trials, uh, including the new one, will have mounts ready for us. Um, also on the agenda is Myths of the Realm Part 1, uh, which is the first of the Alliance Raid dungeons. Um, this looks exciting. It looks like we're finally going to be introduced to Final Fantasy version of Thor, which I'm stoked on. At least that's what this seems to <laughs> reflect to me. It looks like some sort of like mesh between Thor and Zeus. Like it's like a almost like a Greek version of Thor. I'm assuming that it's one of the twelve. Um, because that's who a realm reborn or who myths of the realm is supposed to be focused around is uh, things about the twelve, and that makes makes sense for what we'll be doing in kind of an alliance raid type thing. There's usually three different raids, and they have several bosses, so I'm guessing that we're gonna fight, you know, four of them during each of the three raids or something like that. Um, Dragon Song Reprise, which is a new ultimate trial. Um, this is going to be the ultimate version of Knights of the Round. Um, this will not be on 6.1. Keep note, this is on 6.11, so a little further down the road. Before that, we will get Ultima's Bane, though, um, which is the Unreal for Ultima. Uh, Crystalline Conflict, which is the new PvP. We haven't had our new PvP mode released for Endwalker yet, and this will introduce that. And I'm assuming this is when they're going to tie in um, the new Garo uh, event, or not not new event, but the Garo collaboration that's coming back. Um, they put a sunset on it just about halfway through Shadowbringers. Um, super, super stoked to bring that back. I have uh, more of the pieces than I thought thought i did but i'm still missing some um so i'm excited to get an opportunity to get those again um oops um somehow furthering hildebrand adventures is going to be in the 6.1 era but that won't be in tuesday's update that's going to be 6.15 um and at some point they're going to be expanding omega uh, with Omega Beyond the Rift and Tataru's Grand Endeavor, uh, which I assume is going to involve crafting somewhere. Um, new tribe. I think that will be our island. Oh, you think so? Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the description says uh, a scion coin keeper and crafty craftswoman Tataru is more than cut out for running her own boutique. Nay, the true question is how the world and indeed the warrior of light is to keep up with her ambitious designs. So, In yeah, island. she already yeah. has her boutique. That's true. Um, the new tribal quests won't be coming till 6.15, so a few more uh, weeks on that. Same with the new custom deliveries. I'm frustrated. I was hoping custom deliveries would come out on this next one. Um, but huzzah! The new residential district will be available Tuesday. That's right, everybody. Ishgard Housing Tuesday. I'm stoked. I'm going to enter in the lottery and probably win nothing and be pissed off in a week from today. But we'll see. Excellent. <laughs> Um, 
A Realm Reborn duty support and updates will be coming on Tuesday. Um, so this adds the duty support system, which is similar to the trust system for a Realm Reborn content. Um, and it essentially turns a Realm Reborn into like an entire solo experience if you really want to, um, running dungeons with NPCs the same way you do in squadrons or trust system. Um, they will be adding support for Heaven's Word uh, as patches in the 6.x era go through. 6.1 will also see the addition of Dream Fitting, which is the online store try-on feature. Thank God! It's so nerve-wracking to buy headgear on the store with a Hrothgar character, because I never know if I'm going to be able to, if I'm about to buy something I can't even wear. Um, so I'm super duper stoked about being, and just being able to try stuff on. I think this is going to be good for them just as a, at a, you know, marketing standpoint. Um, then adventure plates, at least a beta version of them are also coming. And these are going to be kind of, uh, uh, for those who play like me, play final fantasy and runescape. This is going to be kind of like the, the runescape plates that tell about your character, Looks like you can fill out like times you're usually on, the grand company that you're in, free company that you're in, um, pictures that I don't know how the picture's going to handle. I know in RuneScape you can go to this like special photo mage and get different pictures taken and put different glamours on and it'll update like your picture and your profile. Um, I'm not sure if anything like that's going to happen. They haven't really given a lot of details out, but we will see Tuesday. Um, new Game Plus updates. Um, the data center travel system will be coming in the 6.1 X era, but it's going to be patch 6.18. Um, the unending codex will be in uh, patch 6.1. And this is basically, um, uh, what's the word? It's a beastry for, for NPCs. Basically it'll, you'll be able to look up NPCs or events or locations, um, and it's got a nice little like glossary and index and and journal entries for them. So kind of a wikia inside game, if you will. Um, and then, yeah, new mounts, minions, emotes, um, all of it's available on their special website that they always have. So you can go to na.finalfantasy14.com slash endwalker slash patch underscore six underscore one. That's all I've got for favorite game updates. Uh, my only extra interesting headline is more updates on our Elden Ring speedruns um, that apparently I'm doing on a weekly basis now. Um, the new Elden Ring speedrun record is under 20 minutes. Um, there's also now a run with no uh, doing no damage and making no hits. Uh, that's pretty quick, too. So even with the patches that were supposed to nuke speedruns, it's they're still doing it. Go. Percenters. Yeah. What do you guys got? This for... will be happening for like 30 years down the road. <laughs> what do you guys got for more interesting headlines? Streets of Rage 4 is coming to mobile devices. Oh, nice. It is amazing. If you haven't played it yet and don't have a system, but you have a cell phone, uh, it's probably going to be the best phone, right? It's probably going to be the best game on mobile ever. I mean, it's simple enough, yeah. Did you play it much uh, when the expansion came out? Oh, yeah, I beat it. 
again. The game is fantastic. Dude, it's amazing. Uh, what do you got on our uh, other interesting headlines than there, Sasquatch? I don't think I had anything. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe I'm insane. Yeah, you did. Something about Nintendo walked right... Oh, no, you already went over that. Oh, okay. I read these yeah, all yeah. before that, yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, what have you been playing these last two weeks, then? Um, a lot of magic. Been enjoying uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty and Paper on Arena. And using the cards in older formats, such as Modern, Pioneer, and Vintage and Legacy on MTGO. Um, I've been playing some COD. Been playing some Guild Wars 2 still. Let's see, what else? I got into the launch of Weird West, which is a cool little indie game. It's like a double A game, so I feel like the 40 bucks was well worth it. Um back in the new world after a major patch. Uh Monster Hunter Rise. Hunt Showdown again. A ton of oh and Death Stranding Director's Cut. Game's fantastic a second time even for a walking simulator. So how about you, Doc? More Elden Ring, I presume? Mostly Elden Ring. <laughs> uh played a little bit of Guilty Gear. Uh but Mostly, mostly Elden Ring. I did a few races mm. on Forza 7 with my roommate. Did you finally get it working? Uh, he got his second Xbox working. Oh. So, I've got that set up in here now, too. So the weird PC connection issues are not fixed, then? Nope. So weird. Yeah, it's very frustrating too. But I mean, I do I do have Games Pass, so I can just play the play games on the Xbox now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I haven't really been doing too much new. You know, my Final Fantasy fourteen and RuneScape and stuff. I've been on fourteen. Quite a bit trying to get those seasonal tombstones, but one new game I did game tool game. One new thing on Steam that I've been super into is this uh, Dungeon Alchemist that just released last week. I have only good things to say about this. It is the best like tool I've ever used for map making. It is amazing. It's it's a map generator, a 3D map maker slash generator for D D or other tabletop games and like i love it. it it feels less like map making software and more like straight up level designer software like it's it's super super cool you should definitely uh check it out their facebook page and steam page have tons of videos to demonstrate how it works you can draw out maps and it'll just randomly populate rooms and fill them with furniture that you can then go in and edit and uh we already tried i i made some simple stuff with it and we tried it sunday when we were playing um our tabletop game and it it was phenomenal it was the amount of awesomeness out of this map that I put very little time into was awesome. Yeah. I watched you make that in like, what was it? Half an hour. Yeah. Maybe an hour tops. And that was like a great map that we spent a whole session on, like with no issues. That was nice. I liked it. 
super super and then being able to like then being able to have you like fly us through it in 3d yeah yeah you can export it we use fantasy grounds you can export it to a fantasy ground map where you can import it to fantasy grounds and it automatically draws in the walls and windows and doors and everything and it's a 2d flat map but uh we play in discord and i just streamed my my uh dungeon alchemist editor and you can go in it's 3d but you can zoom in and and stuff and i just used a suit of armor to replicate a character token and we like walked i i streamed it on discord and we walked through it um and i moved the token where the party was going and it was like a little 3d preview it was really really cool it added a lot of immersion um it it, it was a lot of fun i highly recommend it um Best $45 I've ever spent on, like, an auxiliary tool for a tabletop game. All right. Looks like that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And come join us here on Discord on Thursday nights when we record live. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great weekend. See you next week. Johnny.